This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Revival starts when people pray together, but maybe you long for something more than just another prayer meeting. Keep listening to learn more about how intercession can transform the world in Carolyn Carney's new book, The Power of Group Prayer. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Chronicles, chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. The sons of Jehoiakim the exile, Shealatiel his son, Melchiorim, Pediah, Shenazazar, Jechemiah, Hoshama, and Nedabiah. Ezra, chapter 2. The names of the returning exiles. These are the people of the province who were going up from the captives of the exile whom King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had forced into exile in Babylon. They returned to Jerusalem in Judah, each to his own city. They came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigva, Rehum, and Benaiah. The number of Israelites was as follows. The descendants of Perosh, 2,172. The descendants of Shephatiah, 372. The descendants of Erah, 775. The descendants of Pahath Moab, from the line of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812. The descendants of Elam, 1,254. The descendants of Zatu, 945. The descendants of Zechariah, 760. The descendants of Benai, 642. The descendants of Bibiah, 623. The descendants of Asgad, 1,222. The descendants of Adonachim, 666. The descendants of Bigva, 2,056. The descendants of Adin, 454. The descendants of Atar, through Hezekiah, 98. The descendants of Bizay, 323. The descendants of Jorah, 112. The descendants of Hashem, 223. The descendants of Gibar, 95. The men of Bethlehem, 123. The men of Netophah, 
56. The men of Anathoth, 128. The men of the family of Asmavith, 42. The men of Kariah Jerim, Kipharaith, and Biroth, 743. The men of Ramoth in Gibba, 621. The men of Michmash, 122. The men of Bethel in Ai, 223. The descendants of Nebo, 52. The descendants of Magbish, 156. The descendants of the other Elam, 1,254. The descendants of Haram, 320. The men of Lod, Hadid, in Ono, 725. The men of Jericho, 345. The descendants of Sinath, 3,630. The priests, the descendants of Jediah, through the family of Jeshua, 973. The descendants of Immer, 1,052. The descendants of Pashur, 1,247. The descendants of Haram, 1,017. The Levites, the descendants of Jeshua and Cadmiel, through the line of Hodaviah, 74. The Sengers, the descendants of Asaph, 128. The Gatekeepers, the descendants of Shalem, the descendants of Atter, the descendants of Talman, the descendants of Akub, the descendants of Hattaita, and the descendants of Shobai'i, 139. The Temple Servants, the descendants of Ziha, the descendants of Hashfua, the descendants of Taboath, the descendants of Kiros, the descendants of Shiha, the descendants of Padon, the descendants of Lebaniah, the descendants of Hagabath, the descendants of Akub, the descendants of Hagab, the descendants of Shalmai, the descendants of Hanan, the descendants of Giddel, the descendants of Gehar, the descendants of Reiah, the descendants of Rezin, the descendants of Nakoda, the descendants of Gazam, the descendants of Uzah, the descendants of Pesiah, the descendants of Basiah, the descendants of Asna, the descendants of Meunim, the descendants of Nephusim, the descendants of Bakbuk, the descendants of Hakufa, the descendants of Harfor, the descendants of Basloth, the descendants of Mahida, the descendants of Harsha, the descendants of Barkos, the descendants of Sisera, the descendants of Tima, the descendants of Neziah, and the descendants of Hatifa, the descendants of the servants of Solomon, the descendants of Sotai, the descendants of Hasophirath, the descendants of Peruda, the descendants of Jaala, the descendants of Darkon, the descendants of Giddel, the descendants of Sheftahiah, the descendants of Hatil, the descendants of Pokereth Hazabaim, and the descendants of Amiai, all the temple servants and the descendants of the servants of Solomon, 392. These are the ones that came up from Tel Meleth, Tel Harsha, Carib, Adon, and Immer, although they were unable to certify their family connection or their ancestry as to whether they were really from Israel. The descendants of Deliah, the descendants of Tobiath, and the descendants of Nakoda, 652. And from among the priests, the descendants of Hobiath, the descendants of Hakaz, and the descendants of Barzillai, who had taken a wife from the daughters of Barzilliah, the Gileadite, and was called by that name. They searched for their records in the genealogical materials, but did not find them. They were therefore excluded from the priesthood. The governor instructed them not to eat any of the sacred food until there was a priest who could consult the Urim and Thummim. The entire group numbered 42,360, not counting their male and female servants, 
who numbered 7,337. They also had 200 male and female singers and 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they came to the Lord's temple in Jerusalem, some of the family leaders offered voluntary offerings for the temple of God in order to rebuild it on its site. As they were able, they gave to the treasury for this work 61,000 drachmas of gold, 5,000 minas of silver, and 100 priestly robes. The priests, the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants lived in their towns, and all the rest of Israel lived in their towns. Psalm 126, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the well-being of Zion, we thought we were dreaming. At that time, we laughed loudly and shouted for joy. At that time, the nation said, The Lord has accomplished great things for these people. The Lord did indeed accomplish great things for us. We were happy. O Lord, restore our well-being, just as the streams in the air itself are replenished. Those who shed tears as they plant will shout for joy when they reap the harvest. The one who weeps as he walks along, carrying his bag of seed, will certainly come in with a shout of joy, carrying his sheaves of grain. Proverbs chapter 18. One who has isolated himself seeks his own desires. He rejects all sound judgment. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in disclosing what is on his mind. When a wicked person arrives, contempt shows up with him and with shame comes a reproach. The words of a person's mouth are like deep waters, and the fountain of wisdom is like a flowing brook. It is terrible to show partiality to the wicked by depriving a righteous man of justice. The lips of a fool enter into strife, and his mouth invites a flogging. The mouth of a fool is his ruin, and his lips are a snare for his life. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels, and they have gone down into the person's innermost being. The one who is slack in his work is a brother to the one who destroys. The name of the Lord is like a strong tower. The righteous person runs to it and is set safely on high. The wealth of a rich person is like a strong city, and it is like a high wall in his imagination. Before destruction, the heart of a person is proud, but humility comes before honor. The one who gives an answer before he listens, that is his folly and his shame. A person's spirit sustains him, through sickness. But who can bear a crushed spirit? The discerning person acquires knowledge, and the wise person seeks knowledge. A person's gift makes room for him and leads him before important people. The first to state his case seems right until his opponent begins to cross-examine him. A toss of a coin ends disputes and settles the issue between strong opponents. A relative offended is harder to reach than a strong city, and disputes are like the barred gates of a fortified city. From the fruit of a person's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. With the product of his lips, he will be satisfied. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love its use will eat its fruit. The one who has found a good wife has found what goodness is, and obtained a delightful gift from the Lord. A poor person makes supplications, but a rich man answers harshly. There are companions who harm one another, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Your word is true. 
New Testament reading. Acts chapter 28. Paul on Malta. After we had safely reached shore, we learned that the island was called Malta. The local inhabitants showed us extraordinary kindness, for they built a fire and welcomed us all because it had started to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of brushwood and was putting it on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. When the local people saw the creature hanging from Paul's hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Although he has escaped the sea, justice herself has not allowed him to live. However, Paul shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. But they were expecting that he was going to swell up or suddenly drop dead. So after they had waited a long time and had seen nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Now in the region around that place were fields belonging to the chief official of the island, named Publius, who welcomed us and entertained us hospitably as guests for three days. The father of Publius lay sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after praying, placed his hands on him and healed him. After this had happened, many of the people on the island who were sick also came and were healed. They also bestowed many honors, and when we were preparing to sail, they gave us all the supplies we needed. Paul finally reaches Rome. After three months, we put out to sea in an Alexandrian ship that had wintered at the island and had the heavenly twins as its figurehead. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there we cast off and arrived at Regium. And after one day, a self-wind sprang up. And on the second day, we came to Puteoli. There we found some brothers and were invited to stay with them seven days. And in this way, we came to Rome. The brothers from there, when they heard about us, came as far as the form of Appius and three taverns to meet us. When he saw them, Paul thanked God and took courage. When we entered Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. Paul addresses the Jewish community in Rome. After three days, Paul called the local Jewish leaders together. When they had assembled, he said to them, Brothers, although I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, from Jerusalem I was handed over as a prisoner to the Romans. When they had heard my case, they wanted to release me, because there was no basis for a death sentence against me. But when the Jews objected, I was forced to appeal to Caesar. Not that I had some charge to bring against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and to speak with you. For I am bound with this chain because of the hope of Israel. They replied, We have received no letters from Judea about you, nor have any of the brothers come from there and reported or said anything bad about you. But we would like to hear from you what you think. For regarding this sect, we know that people everywhere speak against it. They set a day to meet him. And they came to him where he was staying in even greater numbers. From morning until evening, he explained things to them, testifying about the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said, but others refused to believe. So they began to leave, unable to agree among themselves. After Paul made one last statement. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah when he said, Go to this people and say, You will keep on hearing but will never understand. You will keep on looking but will never perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have closed their eyes, so that they would not see with their eyes and hear with their ears, 
and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore be advised that this salvation from God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Paul lived there two whole years in his own rented quarters and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with complete boldness and without restriction. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous and merciful God, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, O God, that you don't give us the silent treatment, that you speak to us by the power of your spirit through your word. And God, we thank you for those who have just started to listen in through the Bible in the year, getting the word podcast, and those who have started from the very beginning, who who haven't missed a day who are, or have binge listened to days, O God. We give you thanks and praise for them, O Lord. However they're getting it in, O Lord, we thank you for the grace to make us people that want to sit with the hearing of your word, the study of your word, the reflection and meditation on your word. And God, we thank you that you are growing us up in the faith and that you are moving us from milk to meat and you are maturing us slowly, O God, but you are indeed maturing us to the things of God. So we thank you, O Lord, for sanctification through your holy word. We thank you, O God, for this reminder through the Psalms, O God, that those who shed tears as they plant will will shout for joy when they reap the harvest. And God, we pray right now for those who have indeed been planting seeds, who have been working, who who have been trying, who have been putting forth effort and grit and prayers through tears to bring some effort to pass. Maybe they've been trying to see something happen in their family or in their physical health or wherever they, they work or within their faith community, wherever it might be, God, we ask that you would smile upon and that you would touch with a hand of mercy those who have been sowing seeds through their tears, faithfully showing up day by day, trying to do what is right, trying to do what is good, honoring you and their work and their efforts, and truly, truly planting seeds with their tears, O God. I pray, O Lord, that the harvest will come soon for them, that they will reap joy for all the tears that they have sown, O God, and that you will remind them that every tear that they have shed on this side of glory, you have bottled it and you will redeem every single one. We thank you, O God, that even though we might weep now, joy indeed is coming in the morning, And joy has come in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, oh God, would you dry tears and would you bring to pass a beautiful harvest for those who have been sowing seeds of their tears along the way. God, indeed, you are good and you are kind and you are merciful. And you might remind us, oh God, through your word and even through the life of the Apostle Paul, that sometimes we have very long, long seasons, very long journeys, oh God, journeys that are exhausting. And we think about this, the long journey of the Apostle Paul's ministry, and finally him making it back to Rome, him standing before uh, his fellow citizens, O God, and declaring your word. And we thank you, O Lord, for this reminder that your word will go forth and that you will bring us sometimes full circle back to the place of our roots, back to the place of our origin, O God. You give us these full circle moments 
And I pray, God, for all of us that for those who are on that trip, that full circle trip, that you will equip us with wisdom, with poise, with no bitterness, with love, with clarity, with conviction, when you bring us to the place that we have longed to stand in, that we would open our mouths, that we would communicate as you see fit in a way that brings you honor, that declares your message, whatever you have fitted us and suited us to do for your glory and for our good and for the love of people, help us to be ready when that time and place comes. It is in this reflection of the Apostle Paul's ministry that we are reminded that you will bring us back to certain places so that we might stand and declare that which is true. Would you make us ready to do that, to be in your service, to be prepared with a word from on high, to offer forgiveness and kindness and truth, and to do justice wherever you have called us to go. But for some of us, that is back home. So help us to return home, whatever that home might be for us. It could be a literal home of where we were raised, oh God, to our family of origin. It could be back to our faith community or to our church community with a word of truth, O oh Lord. Wherever you have called us to go and to return, help us, O oh Lord, to be equipped to do that very thing and to honor you with our word and actions and ways. We thank you, O oh Lord, that the good work that you have started in us, you will bring it to pass. And we thank you for this, O oh Lord. We thank you that we have joy in Jesus today and that you, O oh God, will give us beauty for ashes and that what we have sown in tears, we will reap in joy one day and one day very soon. It is in your name that we pray. Amen and amen. Christians often dream about the possibility of revival, but revival doesn't come because we wish or plan for it. Revival occurs when groups of people pray together. However, praying together effectively doesn't come easily, and we're often left wondering how to best engage in the work of intercession. In her book, The Power of Group Prayer, Carolyn Carney draws from her decades of ministry experience to equip pastors, small group leaders, or anyone who wants a deeper prayer life to lead others in the kind of prayer that is necessary for effective, resilient ministry. Come to a place of deep intimacy with God as you learn ways to pray in community. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off the power of group prayer, plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.
Tell us all.